An analysis article in BMJ looks at blood pressure self-monitoring in pregnancy. I'm Helen MacDonald, analysis editor, and we're joined by Richard McManus, GP and Professor of Primary Care at Oxford University. Richard, could you begin by telling us um, broadly the context that this self-monitoring of blood pressure in pregnancy might or might not be happening? Sort of how and why and when are we measuring people's blood pressure in pregnancy? So um, blood pressure is typically measured in pregnancy uh, when uh, women attend their uh, antenatal um, clinic, um, which uh, comes from booking, which is usually eight or ten weeks uh, of pregnancy. And then roughly every month they see their, their midwife um, up, and, up until uh, later on in pregnancy when it becomes more frequent every couple of weeks and then every week towards the end. Um, and so most of the most of the monitoring is done in that context. Obviously, some women are under obstetric care, and some women see their uh, general practitioners during pregnancy. So those sorts of people can also measure blood pressure. But it's typically done intermittently um, mm-hmm. at the moment. Broadly speaking, we've got these three groups of women who may have issues with blood pressure during pregnancy. Women who have chronic hypertension. Um, at, at the beginning of their pregnancy, women who develop preeclampsia and a group of women who have white coat hypertension. Um, what do we know about the number of women in those groups or how the trend, uh, how the size of those groups is altering? So well, we know o- overall roughly uh, but about 10% are, of women get raised blood pressure in pregnancy. And, uh, and as you say, a, a proportion of those have had um, raised blood pressure prior to their pregnancy. But obviously these are generally uh, you know, young women in their uh, 20s and 30s. And so that's really quite a small proportion, 1% or 2% of, uh, uh, out of the 10%. Um, there are a proportion who, who go on to get raised blood pressure with proteinuria or, or in other words, preeclampsia. Uh, and there are a proportion who get raised blood pressure who don't have proteinuria, some of which will have uh, so-called white coat hypertension where their blood pressure is is, uh, is normal outside of a clinic, uh, but, but when measured by a, a health professional is raised. Um, and one of the interesting things is that because uh, of various secular trends, mainly to do with uh, increase in weight, um, that that blood pressure is increasing, um, and for example, uh, we quote in the in the U.S. that there's been an, an almost 60% increase over 30 years in uh, in the um, incidence of, of obesity, um, and in the U.K. Um, the number of pregnant women. Um, over 40, which is another another reason for, for an increase in in blood pressure, uh, has also uh, increased quite substantially, roughly doubling in the last 25 years. Um, and both obesity and uh, increased age uh, of the woman at, at pregnancy are are, are both um, uh, significantly uh, significant. Uh, both lead to significantly increased uh, risks of preeclampsia. What do the guidelines say or what is current practice about how we do this screening, measuring, baseline measures, whatever we're doing? How how should we be doing it? So 
So current, current practice, certainly uh, in the UK, is that, as I say, most of that measurement is done by healthcare professionals of one kind or another. Um, there is some home monitoring done um, in response to professionals asking women to, to measure their blood pressure, and there is a small amount of uh, ambulatory or 24-hour monitoring done um, uh, for, for similar reasons. Um, but but the guidelines are, are, aren't particularly clear about what the right time to do right you know right way of doing that is or who who one should do it on we also suspect although we don't we don't know this for sure but we suspect that there are probably women um for, who are measuring their own blood pressure without necessarily telling um their healthcare professional about it and we know that in hypertension uh so so uh used to be older people who who clearly aren't pregnant um that around half the people who who monitor um don't actually tell their, their GP, for example, that they're monitoring. So there's, there's probably a group of women, and we know anecdotally from uh, places like um, Mumsnet and these kind of uh, internet fora that, uh, that there are women who buy their own machines and, and get, on, get on with doing some monitoring, perhaps because they've been found to have raised blood pressure in this pregnancy or a previous pregnancy. And we're sort of up and running and underway with home monitoring and self-monitoring of blood pressure in essential hypertension outside the confines of pregnancy. Are there any reasons to suspect that sort of that generalising that approach into pregnancy would be a bad thing to do? Um, well, I think uh, theoretically, um, most people would say it, say not that it, that it, that it should be a good thing. Um, the, 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 there are some some interesting issues though that are that are slightly different in pregnancy than than in hypertension, um, and the, the first of those is that there are vascular changes um, due to hormones etc that change during pregnancy, which means that women's blood pressure is variable, typically goes down in soon after early pregnancy and then starts rising uh, uh, later on as the uh, as the second half of the pregnancy comes in. Um, and these vascular changes are thought to be the reason that when a number of the electronic machines that are typically used for blood pressure monitoring have been tested in pregnancy, um, quite a few of them aren't actually very accurate, um, which means that you can't just simply, uh, those two things mean you can't just simply uh, do exactly what you would do in essential hypertension, uh, transfer it to pregnancy and assume assume that it'll work. Um, and... Uh, Unfortunately, at the moment, there are only really a handful of monitors that have been um, validated for use in pregnancy, and that, that's one of the key issues. And the second uh, issue is knowing um, what, what, for instance, what threshold one should use for blood pressure at, at home and blood pressure in the clinic, because blood pressure at home um, isn't necessarily the same as blood pressure in the in the clinic, um, and certainly for people who are found to have raised blood pressure in the clinic, blood pressure at home tends to be lower. Mm. So a few potential disadvantages. What about what would the theoretical advantages of of switching to a technique of self monitoring be for women? Well, I think there are uh, advantages in potentially in terms of picking up um, these roughly 10% of people who have raised blood pressure in pregnancy earlier because clearly if you're if you're measuring blood pressure only every month or every couple of weeks that that if uh, if it if something happens to the blood pressure in between those times that healthcare professionals measuring it you're not going to 
pick it up. Uh, and we know that although relatively, um, thankfully, relatively few uh, women, in, in, certainly in a first world context, uh, get into really very serious trouble in pregnancy, um, a, a fairly significant proportion of the ones that do uh, are because of raised blood pressure that's maybe not picked up. So that's one theoretical advantage that you could you could potentially pick up people with raised blood pressure earlier. Um, the second theoretical advantage is that um, you could... Uh, stop women having to, um, for instance, see their midwife purely for monitoring and from a sort of quality of life point of view potentially might be better. And there are also uh, potential advantages in terms of uh, increasing a woman's um, involvement in her in her own care and we know that uh, in other areas where self uh, monitoring is done it's been shown to to increase uh, what's called self-efficacy uh, which is the um, confidence that someone has in their own in their ability to manage themselves um, that might be particularly important in someone who's known to have raised blood pressure for example so with this these theoretical advantages and disadvantages in mind you went off in search of some evidence as to as to whether you could reconcile any of those things um what did you find well in in terms of uh of whether women will will do it certainly uh where it's been tried it seems to be uh, acceptable and women for instance seem to prefer it to um ambulatory monitoring mm-hmm. in terms of accuracy um provided you use the right the right sort of monitor and the monitor uh, uh, as I say, there's, there's sadly only a handful at the moment of monitors that have been validated, but provided you use a, a, a validated monitor, that, that seems, to be, um, seems to be fine. In terms of exactly what you should do, for instance, how often you, you, you should monitor, at the moment there is um, rather a lack of evidence, um, and similarly in terms of what the um, threshold should be. Um, there have been some small studies done. Um, for instance, uh, Jim Thornton, um, who is professor of obstetrics, uh, has uh, did did a small trial um, a number of years ago, um, which which looked looked promising, but uh, unfortunately the the outcome that they were using seemed to um, require too too many women. Um, for the definitive trial and so they never went on and did that but they they published quite a successful um, small study on that Mm. and Um, has it made any difference to clinical outcomes for pregnancy because I suppose that that ultimately is the the goal so no unfortunately that there is a bit of a gap at the Mm. moment in terms of definitive studies that that and ideally what you'd want um is a decent sized randomized trial that um at the very least showed that that uh you got uh you got no worse outcomes and ideally um better outcomes in terms of detecting um for instance raised blood pressure earlier or in a in a really ideal world um re- reducing um you know poor outcomes for both women uh, and their babies um the, the problem that researchers, um, including ourselves, will have if one tries to do those sorts of studies is, is that certainly in a um, first world context, the poor outcomes are thankfully relatively rare. So it is fairly difficult to, to show differences in those. Um, but um, it should be 
potentially possible, for example, to show whether um, self-monitoring um, could detect raised blood pressure earlier uh, or whether it led to uh, better control of blood pressure um, in people who, who had been found to have raised blood pressure. So I think it's possible, but there is a bit of a, bit of a um, I think, gap in the evidence, which is one of the things we try to highlight in our article. And there's nothing, no, currently no trials particularly underway to address those those holes at the at the minute. No, um, our group working with um, with colleagues is currently uh, trying to trying to get some funding for that. We have we have a live funding um, uh, application. So if anyone listening is uh, involved in that, then uh, please give us the money. But um, <laughs> uh, but at the moment um, there. Uh, to the best of our knowledge, there, there, isn't, uh, there isn't evidence in this area. So having heard all that, obviously you, you sort of sit with two hats on your professor um, of primary care research hat and a, and a jobbing doctor. What are you doing in clinical practice when you're booking women in or women are coming to say they're pregnant for the first time or you're seeing people for their checkups? Are you, what are you using? Or what are you telling them? So... Um, I, I need to give a slightly cheat answer to this because um, we're, we're, um, we're actually trying to recruit women to our, st- our studies and so um, I, I do talk to women about the potential for them, for them measuring their uh, own blood pressure uh, in, uh, in pregnancy. The ones that I, I think um, are particularly worth, um, worth considering uh, this are those who've got, um, got a risk factor for blood pressure uh, being raised um, and these are quite a big group they're perhaps half of, uh, of women who get pregnant because it would include uh, women in first pregnancies but would also include women um, with um, a previous history of preeclampsia pre- women with multiple um, uh, births uh, women with um, some comorbidities such as renal disease etc uh, and, and again, obese, uh, obe- uh, 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 obesity would be important. Um, and so uh, what I'm try- doing at the moment is trying to encourage um, women to take part in studies so that we can try and work this out. In, in terms of, of what, what one should do in the absence of evidence, I think, I think it's, it's, you know, it, it's, it's tricky. Uh, I think the key thing to say would be that that if you are considering recommending um, a, a woman to measure her own blood pressure, um, firstly give her a uh, give her a, a monitor that's been validated, or recommend that she buys a monitor that's been validated, um, and show her how to use it properly. Because obviously, um, like with anything else, if you put rubbish data in, you're going to get rubbish data out. Um, and uh, secondly, um, I w- would um, would say that. Um, Getting a good idea of blood pressure um, on, from a self-monitored uh, side of things uh, in hypertension uh, needs uh, three or four days worth of measurements to get a really good idea of what the underlying mean is, and it would be um, difficult to imagine that that would be a very different um, uh, issue in in pregnancy. So you probably want to get get, get her to be measuring measuring blood pressure for three or four uh, days in a, at a time before you get a mean. Um, and then to think about um, what what point in the pregnancy that she's in, 
um, if she's not known to have um, uh, chronic hypertension, then probably monitoring herself before 20 weeks isn't going to be um, terribly helpful unless it's just about uh, getting her comfortable with the with the monitoring. Um, uh, but after 20 weeks, as blood pressure starts to rise in the pregnancy in any case, uh, and uh, these um, particular issues such as preeclampsia are more, uh, you know, are, are are likely to develop, uh, then that would be the t that would be the time. Um, so I, I think, um, and I hope that we'll get some evidence on this in the future. But I think that the, the keys are going to be um, be careful mon monitoring with with validated equipment uh, in women who are, who who stand a, a, a chance of benefiting from it, and other women who are at higher risk. Richard, thanks very much for joining us.